Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I am sitting here waiting with bated breath to hear what's going to happen today on the broadcast. I hope you are as well. We've had a great time Monday and Tuesday. Man, it was so refreshing, Brother Baji, to have the opportunity to speak with you today. For those who are listening in, I've got Bob DeWitt on the program today. He's a friend of mine, but he's also a co-laborer in the gospel fields. Had the opportunity to go to Southeast Asia with him for a short time and see the work that Golden Land Baptist Missions, the ministry that Brother Bob founded and now directs, and what Bible Tracks Incorporated is doing on this foreign field to us here in America. We consider it a foreign field, but God's people, it's amazing how God has his people in every place and he wants to reach all people. He's not willing that any should perish. And so Bible Tracks has had the opportunity to partner with Brother Bob for printing gospel tracts in this field. Now, we were there. I was there for about eight, nine days or so uh, back in the December timeframe of late 22, uh, so not that long ago at all. And Brother Bob, you were there for about four weeks. Could you tell me, what was your favorite story from our time? You have amazing stories dating back 15 years for Burma. But talk to us about your favorite story from just that four-week time frame that you were there this last time. Now, Micah, you know how difficult that I is. I know. I know. It's like picking your favorite kid. I get it. Oh, my goodness. Um, we had gone. Uh, we had we had taken a trip from Yangon in the south to Tangji in okay. Shan State, which okay. is the northeast of the country. And we broke down. Hmm. And uh, yet we were giving out booklets. We had to stay overnight. And, and this, uh, this isn't one of those places you can just call AAA and they get there in an hour and 15 minutes and do all that type of stuff. It's a little bit more involved in a country like Myanmar. Things that are different are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, after we got out and under and, and uh, called some mechanics and they literally worked on our serpentine belt with their phone flashlights overnight and uh, we witnessed through the day and night to people and gave out booklets and God worked in amazing ways. And we stopped at a at a uh, roadside cafe for breakfast the next morning. And I bought there was there was like 60 college students and I bought everybody's breakfast and gave them all books. And we had soul saved. And and it's just so exciting. Every Amen. every bit of it, every bit of it is exciting. Amen. And, uh, so we went to Taunji, worked with a couple of our, our graduates from our college, Cornerstone Baptist College in, Yang- in Yangon, who are there planting churches. Then we went over to Mandalay. We have three young men over there planting churches. And after we had given out 20,000 booklets on the streets of Mandalay, which is the second largest city in the country, then we went down to a place called Inwa. And Inwa is uh, down the Yawadi River. Some people call it Irrawaddy. Uh, it's the Ayawadi River, if you speak the language. And uh, so you, um, uh, in the place there, in a smaller village, which used to be the capital, ancient capital of old Burma. Hmm. And there's a palace there. And it's a large, there's a large uh, uh, a, a wall around the palace with the guard towers and it looks like a prison but it's the palace and uh so between the palace the the old king's palace and 
a an ancient Buddhist temple that's look it looks gothic and and scary. There is a place the Buddhists call Jesus Land, and they call it that because that's the place where the king of Burma, the Burmese king in 1824, in the midst of the first Anglo-Burman War, jailed Adoniram Judson, America's first foreign missionary to Burma, and he tortured him and hung him upside down many times in ankle fetters uh, for 11 months. Hmm. But during that time, as his wife, Anne, he called her Nancy, uh, Anne Hazeltine Judson, as she slipped him food and paper and pencil through a tiny, tiny window in the prison cell, he translated much of the scriptures hmm. in that place. Now, the prison, what they called the death prison, has been torn down. And there used to be a large rock where Christians in Myanmar etched out a memorial sign to the place where Judson suffered yet translated the scriptures. The queen detested that so much that she got the villagers to roll the stone to the river, which is three quarters of a mile away. They could not do it. It stuck fast in the ground. And so she had them bury it to the best of their ability in place. That is some distance from where it originally was. So in the place where the death prison was and where Judson suffered so much and yet accomplished such great things for God and the Burmese people, there is a old blue cross with a Christian flag mounted atop the cross. And the cross is split down the middle. The paint is wearing off. And Pastor Tong Nailin and three of our young men that are planting churches in Mandalay right now, we all stood there around that cross. We had to walk through a weeded field. There's no path, high weeds, uh, from the road to this place under a huge oak tree. And we stood there at that cross and we wept and we prayed. And then I said to Tong Li and talk Tong, and I made a video and that will be available soon. And uh, he said, this is the place where we got our Bible. And uh, he said, most Christians in Myanmar forget already. He mm -hmm. said, but we will do again like Judson. And uh, so we left that place and went back to the van and went just a half a mile up the road to the ancient temple where the king and the queen in those days and for the next hundred years or more worshiped their idols, prayed to the spirits. But not only that, the king and the queen, they tortured and killed their enemies in the corridors underneath the temple. And so I got out of the van and one of the, there was, the van was surrounded by people. 
And uh, because for the last two years, there's been no foreigner, no tourist that ever came there to the palace and the temple and and all of that. And so uh, when I got out of the van, they all gathered around because they saw this white boy, <laughs> a foreigner, mm-hmm. and can make money and feed our families. And one of the women, she cried out, I know you, you're Bajibal. And I guess I looked startled. She said, we met in Yangon. And I looked again, and indeed, she did look familiar. I agreed to let these women and men, they were all temple tourist guides. I agreed to let them give us a tour, take us through the temple. It was amazing as we walked through upstairs, the places where the queen and the king worshipped and and uh, then underneath they had literally bricked up some of the doorways because the bones of their victims are still laying on the ground 200 years later wow and when we got through the temple between the temple and the nearby ayawuri river the mississippi of old burma then we stood there with these temple guys and we gave out the booklet hmm. and every one of them received the booklet and the woman that said i know you you're baji bob she said you gave me a bible in yangon and i prayed to receive christ and the only reason i'm here is because because i need to feed my children hmm. and she cried and she began to tell the others this booklet this is truth hmm. So they all began to read. Some squatted down in the traditional Burmese squat, following the text with their finger and reading intensely. Some leaned up against the tree. Some walked toward the river and read. But many got saved. And someone may say, well, how do you know they got saved? Because now they took armloads, armloads of that booklet and began to distribute them to the people in the streets back in the village and and even in the next door monastery where the monks were, they gave every monk a copy of that track Mm. booklet. The the booklet called A Monk Tells How He Found True Enlightenment. And that's what every Burmese person is looking for. And that's what our Bible and our Savior offer because he is the light of the world. Amen. I'm sitting here like she's kind of enraptured with the story. For those of you listening right now, can, can I tell you, we, we get so, we romanticize these stories, but you realize that's the true story that happened, what? From the time that this airs, um, it'll be about two, three months ago. The Just a short, very short space of time. Sometimes I think, and I can speak for myself, we lack the faith to think God can do things like that today. We hear the stories of Judson, we hear the stories of you know Hudson Taylor and all these amazing folks in that corner of the world, and we think God doesn't do that anymore, does He? No, Mike, friend, I, He does. Mike, I've got a saying, and uh, one day I was I was telling stories, I was preaching, I was in a pulpit, and I just said, "Folks, God does stuff. He just <laughs> does. God just does stuff." And Amen. so I was in church, and a preacher made me some bumper stickers. I'm not a bumper sticker kind of a guy. Right. Right. You know, but I think I got to wear this one because he he wrote on the bumper sticker and he gave me some God does stuff dot 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 amazing <laughs> stuff. 
and he does. Amen. But Amen. we have faith. Absolutely. And for those of you listening right now, can I encourage you? Please. It's amazing. We sit back as spectators and we think God could never do that. Friend, if you start using gospel tracks, if you start reaching people, if you start seeing people, in all sincerity, ask for God to let you see them as he sees them. You'd be absolutely astounded at what he'll do through you. You know, tomorrow on the broadcast, you're going to want to stick around. I, I've got my favorite story that I want to I want to share my corner of. It has to do with an 84-year-old former Buddhist monk. You're not going to want to miss this. And Brother Bob is going to be able to give us some context on that story. What about that lady in the village? Absolutely. I think she was 84 too. It's amazing how God did that. For those listening, join us tomorrow. Have a great day for His glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.